0: What if that something was myself? To go to the well and peer in just because you haven't got any other ideas for how to spend your time seems like a reasonable activity. Like how park benches are just there for you to sit on and take, take life in as it is right there in front of you. I keep hoping for a kid energy to pop out one of these mornings like it's Christmas Day and they race down the stairs to see what's new to discover, and they are so sure it's going to be good, probably just what they asked for or something close. It doesn't matter what holiday, really. Any holiday would be exciting. I want that feeling of being in love with something. What if that something was myself, a sweet comrade suggested last night as we discussed how good it feels to wear fancy fancy lingerie just for ourselves? But when she said it, I literally blushed, and that was exciting, an idea close enough to my heart to pique its interest, as if that might be possible, and make loving yourself one's little hobby. I have been wishing for something more along the lines of getting back into something to do with work, as we've had a fight, and it's still kind of chilly at the office, being that the office girl... Still feels butthurt. We've shit on her all these years. Maybe flowers would help. Nope, I already have those. Not enough of a kiss and make up to get her back to do the job. But it's the heart I'm hoping will want to come back to her desk and be more than a warm body, but actually care again. But I guess it's too soon, and I need to be patient. In the meantime... I will wait for the will to care for others, and I am left to care for myself. This is the part of the poem where the poet gets bored with her writing and interrupts herself to eat avocado toast with a fried egg and sriracha and refills her coffee. In the hero's journey, this is the dull part, after the dragon has been slayed and after she's told her whole township of the harrowing tale, and now she's back home thinking about taxes and how she needs to take out her recycling. But the court repoeter is taking note of all these activities and interruptions and finds it interesting that the part where the brain gets bored and loses interest in playing the poetry pokies is the exact time where there's nothing else going on urgently to pull her away from the question of how would it look to love herself. Her immediate nausea and unsettled impatience point to a fear here. She even guffaws at the triteness of the trope and frowns at the -the on-the-noseness of a poet asking herself how it would look to love herself herself. Why is that age-old question bringing up the gag reflex, that uvula-stimulating morsel she can't get down without choking, gasping, and asking for water, desperately hoping the conversation and focus will leave her and move along? Never has she wanted something so much, except maybe when she wanted that guy with the cute arms to touch her at the small of her back. But anyway... It's to a great extent that she wants the focus to shift to something else. But the cameraman sees her squirming anxiously and won't pan away. So the whole scene unfolds faithfully recorded here in black and white. Now she's forgotten the question. Was it how could she love herself more? Was it what would it look like if she did? Are those much different? Which one is better? Why did she blush when she heard the question? That was so weird. Wasn't that so weird? The blushing is happening again, but this time it's because she's been called out, caught on screen, evading an inquiry, like an ancient samurai goddess with 20 arms, each wielding a shield, and from every angle she skillfully deflects incoming invaders of her squishy, soft, pink, beating heart, just contained like a spring roll behind a stretchy clear skin no wonder she had to get good at the akido moves so to answer the question as it was just stated as it was stated to me just moments ago but first last night most recently and also probably before that too at another time or multiple times i just can't remember now but anywho yes I do not have any idea how it would look to love myself more fully, to truly love myself down to the chocolate-covered cherry center bit. I would like to go on record stating that I do love myself in a number of ways already. Have you heard how sweet my old, my regular old Tuesday nights are when I set out my bath with oil and candlelight dinner And did I tell you how much cozier it is with the two new fireplaces I've got now and how I turn down the bed just for myself before I even go out for my long evening walk so that it's all downhill in a good way once I get home? That is a very loving thing I do for myself, just for the record. And also, did I tell you how I buy nice clothes that make me smile when I put them on? And the fact that all my cells light up when I go about my day brings a love of myself and my zany style and makes me feel good about myself. And how else do I love myself? I give myself time here in my bathrobe for an embarrassingly indulgent long hours with bottomless coffee in the sunny window nook, waiting to hear what birds are singing in the woods out back my garden. And whilst waiting for inspiration, I find just this accompanying myself here is very loving indeed. But the fact that I'd forgotten the question, how could I love myself more completely, tells me that despite all of these deeply honorable gestures I provide myself, that there's that one last bastion holding out, that iron door, deep in the underground caverns, that has some secret behind it, which is that inside that squishy, impossibly tiny and delicate heart is a hollow ventricle waiting to be filled with an unconditional, permeating, soaked through, dyed-in-the-wool, deep, deep love of all her parts. And I haven't knocked on that door yet, But the fact that I blushed when I heard the question makes me realize that I know that door is there, and I really should go over and push it till it creaks open and the rats and spiders pour out, and after that I go in and rescue my Disney princess. Such is the story I've been hoping would arrive with a bow on my purple doorstep as a result of pushing buttons on my phone on an application you may have heard of called MATCH. It seems I need to strike my own torch and head down that long dark hallway to the end where the final frontier of love lives and slay a new dragon and have another victory to tell you about. About killing the gobbly 80-headed creature called I'm not seeing you fully all the way and loving you. She is a monster with a bad case of ADD. And funnily enough, her forgetting is her fiercest form of defense. But she's no match for my faithful poet, scratching out the epic tale and bringing home the long-ass poems held high above her head to prove it.